Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that will help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by John, and John had a very interesting run-in while he was out kayaking. John, welcome to the show. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me. It's cool to have you on, John. Your encounter is a very, very rare encounter on the show, but I don't want to steal the fire from you. Are you able to tell us what happened on this uh, very interesting day? Yep. Well, it was actually, um, it was Boxing Day, Um, last Boxing Day passed, or Went out for a fish early in the morning and, yeah, jumped in like every other day and was fishing along for probably 10 minutes and I heard a branch snap off to my left as I was going along and thought nothing off it. And um, as I started paddling off, I noticed that every time I took a stroke of my paddle with my kayak, it, um, whatever this thing was, it was actually taking a stride to each like each paddle I was taking and I thought it was a bit odd and I sort of stopped for a bit and the the sound stopped in the bush too and I thought that's a bit odd and so I took off paddling again and sure enough as soon as I started to paddle every stroke this thing would take a step I could stroke twice and it'd take two steps I'd do four strokes in a row and it would take four steps and every time I stopped this thing was stopping so whatever it was it was it was following me. It wasn't just a coincidence or anything. It was more of a stalk. And um, what I noticed too, the um, 
it was just the sound of it in the bush. It was a lot bigger than any native animal we've got. Um, I've worked with racehorses for 10 years and I know what a big mammal sounds like going through the bush or the stand or anything like that. And like a good thing to do with a, like a crazy horse is you take it to the, take it out in the bush and let it get around the kangaroos and anything like that. It would sort of spook it and you can actually sort them out. So I've dealt with like horses out in the bush. So I know what it sounded like. And this thing, whatever it was, was big. And where I was, it couldn't have possibly been a horse or a cow or anything like that. And yeah, after probably, oh, probably 15, 20 minutes of paddling and fishing along, like nothing was going on. I just thought I'd just keep going and see what happens. But whatever it was was still following me. And off to the left, I, again, I just sort of, I seen something black in the part of the bush that I'd always sort of stopped to have a fish at. And I thought that's a bit odd. And, didn't know what it was, so I, I pulled my phone out and zoomed in a bit and took a few photos and just took off fishing again and thought nothing of it because after that I never heard it follow me or even heard a noise of it taking off. And once I got probably uh, 500 metres down the river, I stopped for a bit and thought I had a smoke and a drink and um, thought I'd have a look at the photos. And when I zoomed in... Um, the creature, I actually got it in the photo. And, um, yeah, and what I think it is, I, I've spoke to a few people and I reckon it's a, it's a dog man. And, yeah. And I've seen this image and what I'll do is I'll also include it in the in the show notes for anyone listening to this episode. If you just click that and you'll get taken to the website, you'll be able to see it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, very compelling about the... Yeah the creature that you're talking about because you can definitely see this kind of pointed ears and a very like a, a long snouted nose on this creature. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can even like see its eyebrow ridge and like, yeah, I just thought that's so weird. Like I've, I've heard stuff in America on Dogman and stuff like that. And I sort of laughed. I thought it was a bit of a joke or a bit of a take off of Bigfoot people just being silly and stuff and i've seen a lot of the stuff on the internet and that they there's a photo of a dog man from 500 meters away and it might be a bush and you can see an ear sticking out and or a nose or an eye and people are saying that's dog man i've never actually seen anything like what i got and i've shown a lot of i've shown a few people and they've even said like they've never seen a photo like that before yeah, it is a very, very fascinating and interesting uh, piece of, I guess, photographic evidence that you, you've captured here. And you've actually captured quite a few, um, I guess, different frames of it. And yeah, it actually, you can see that it's it's different in each of these different frames as well. So it's yeah. it's not just like, oh, that was a tree or, or something like that, because the tree wouldn't move or anything like yeah. that. So what you've captured here is, I think it's it's a really really interesting capture, and to to go along with everything that you were hearing while you were you were paddling down this creek, it is it really does add a lot of credence to to the evidence that you've that you've recorded. Yeah, exactly. Like the like the main thing I thought was like the whatever it was. I didn't know what it was until I seen the photos. It was stalking me. It wasn't just sort of cruising along and having a look like i've run into 
kangaroos, I've run into foxes, even wild pigs down the river fishing and any animal that we've got, they'll either see and stop and watch until you're out of the way or as soon as they get sight of you, they take off. They don't want to know what you're doing. And this thing, it was persistent and it followed me. It would have been a kilometre down the river. It wasn't just it followed me for a little bit. Like, it followed me a fair way. And, like, this was, by the time, like, I took the photos, I reckon it was about 7.30 in the morning. So it wasn't like it was nighttime or anything. This was out in the daylight. And, yeah, that's the scariest part about it, I reckon. Yeah, I agree with you because this thing, it's obviously showing that it's not intimidated by you. It's not... Nah. It's not worried. Like, there's absolutely no care in the world done by this creature for the fact that it's kind of just essentially standing there in the bush, practically half showing itself to you. Like, that's a, that's something that doesn't fear anything, really. Yeah, it was like, I'm actually pretty glad that I never, I couldn't see it properly with my eyes. I just sort of seen the black out to the left because I reckon if I seen that, like, over the years, I've had anxiety and stuff like that growing up, as a lot of people do. And I don't, I reckon I would have had a full blown panic attack. And you freak out in a situation like that, bad stuff usually happens. So, yeah, it's one of those situations that if you, if you start freaking out, it, it kind of, you never know. It may have engaged in a, in a, you know, a predatory chase. Or something like yeah. that, because you hear that with a lot of wild animals that if you have these extreme reactions, it just kind of really kicks into those primal, I guess, reactions that animals have. And hey, to to be on the opposite end of that with a with a dog man of all things, that would have been a bad day to put it yeah. to put it lightly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the 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 scariest part is, I estimated it'd be about six foot or seven foot tall because of the way it was um, standing in the bush. And and I thought well, the way the actual bank went. And, like, after that, I couldn't go back to the area to check it out or anything by myself. Like, it was – I was petrified. Like, for probably a month after it, I was waking up in the middle of the night seeing the creature and stuff in my dreams. And, like, it was like PTSD. Like, it freaked me out. And um, a couple of my mates, um, Attila Caldy and Dan, Yowie Dan, they um, they did the documentary track search for the Australian Bigfoot. And I knew them guys. I, I knew Yowie Dan. I hadn't met Attila before. And I'd talked to him a few years, a few times over the years because I've had a few encounters with Yowies. And he's sort of my go-to guy or, pick his brain all the time and I just I showed him the photos and told him what happened and he said he'd come out with a tiller and they sort of have a look around and because they know what they're doing they know what to look for and stuff like that and they've got photos of stuff before and videos and that so they they know how to sort of show that it's not a fake and or it's not pareidolia or it's not a stump so they went out with me and when we went out that um yeah, I thought it was about six or seven foot, and we got out and had a look in that, and it was a lot bigger than that too. Like, it was massive. How big do you think it would have been after you, you went back out there? It's hard to say. Like, like, it was, like, a lot bigger than seven foot. Like, and I – because I, I, the way I thought the bank was and stuff like that, 
it wasn't actually like that. It was just bush. It was sort of like a viney sort of area, and it looked like it was sort of going up a hill. Where it was standing, it was actually flat ground, and yeah, no, it was was a lot bigger than seven foot. That would have sent an absolute chill down your spine. Yeah. I thought it would be good that we'd go back and have a look, and it might actually relax me a bit about it, and it actually sort of went the other way. I thought, wow, this thing, this thing's real, and there was nothing else there that it could have possibly been. Like, we had a couple of comparison photos and that, and there's no no pareidolia or a stump or anything there. Like, there's no way in hell it could have been anything else other than what I got in the photo. And that sort of, yeah, it took me probably a few days after we went back there to sort of relax a bit and that because that's when it really hit me that I'd actually got something. Yeah, and when you're when you're out there on your own, it's it's really easy for your mind to to just play tricks on you because the you know the Australian bush it's a really funny place, and when you're out there on your own, it can I reckon it can play some absolute tricks on your mind as well. And to have you know someone as credible as Attila out there with you to to say no, mate, what you saw, you definitely saw that because. I don't know if you if you know this, but Attila's actually had a history with those types of creatures before. So, and and one of those was even a, a personal experience that he had with his family. So, for for yeah. someone to go along with you, you really probably couldn't have had the the best company. And you know, Yowie Dan's always a top bloke to have around as well because, like yeah. I said, he's you know an, almost an encyclopedia on on Yowie's. You know, they wouldn't call him. Yeah, we Dan, if that wasn't the case. So Yeah, exactly. It's um, No, that's and that's I didn't know any of that about Attila either and he sort of explained it all sort of on the way to the area where it was because we all went out and had a look and that, but once we sort of went there and had a look around and just realised it's something else. Like something was definitely there and that's when he told me about his personal experience and that and that's when it went I went, Wow. Like, I've only ever seen stuff on the internet and YouTube, and it's hard to believe some things on YouTube. Like I said, I say, oh, I've got a photo of this, and it's from 400 metres away on a... It looks like they've recorded it on a potato, like... But if you know what I mean, like, you look at it and you go, how can you even justify saying that that could be possibly anything? But for them guys to come out and give me a hand and, like... So I couldn't appreciate it anymore. Like it's crazy what these guys have done for me and helped me and taught me more stuff and even simple stuff like using a camera. I've gone and bought a better camera now. Like I got that on me on an S9 Samsung phone. Like it wasn't like a fancy camera or even a GoPro. That was just on me phone. And since then I've bought a good Sony camcorder and that to take with me just to get that extra sort of zoom if anything else happens again and. Just simple stuff like that. The stuff Attila's taught me was setting the colours and stuff like that. Like, they're just, they're real good blokes. And they're, like I said, like you said, they're, you know, Dan's like an encyclopedia. Like, you can't, there's not many people in the world that would be better to go to about this sort of stuff. I wanna, I wanna pick your brain about this thing that you saw because before we got on the air, you, You've actually, we've been conversing a little while about this. And, um, one of the, one of the things that 
I think that you've kind of omitted from the story so far is the fact that, um, you know, this, this thing may have been following you for a while, maybe a couple of weeks, because you actually captured some pretty interesting vocals on a, uh, on a previous fishing trip on that same creek. Is that correct? And now a quick word from our sponsor. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, that's correct. It was um, yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit up from where I went and I got the photos, but yeah, I went to a spot I hadn't been to and took a lot of, oh, probably half an hour to get into the water and I had a lot of Odd stuff happened that morning. I don't know if you want me to go into that or... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, just like simple stuff like got up in the morning and was on the way and realised I forgot my wallet so I went back so I could buy a coffee on the way and got going again and I got to the spot I was going to and where all this area that I've been going to, it's one side of the river is a national park. So the gates are supposed to be locked till 7 o'clock in the morning and I'd been going during the week and they weren't locking and stuff like that and so i've gone back to going to this spot and got there and the gates were locked and i went oh that's a bit weird hang on i'll go try out this new spot i haven't been there before i'll go have a look and as i was going there i drove in the gate and my spotify sort of spazzed out and went to another another song that i can't even find in my playlist and it just had the wording sort of along the lines of um you know this is a bad bad idea and i sort of sort of had to chuckle and went that's a bit weird and Anyway, kept going, jumped in the, yeah, jumped, jumped out of the car and got all my stuff ready, went down to the water. It took me about half an hour getting down the hill and getting into the water and getting on, like, there's sort of, there's a bit of a rock bar in that there. You got to sort of hop in the kayak and drag your bum along until you get off the rock so you can start paddling. And yeah, probably fishing for probably about 10 minutes there and I'd catch it, I'd, I'd cast a lure out and I'd bring a surface lure back and I was having four or five fish at a time coming and hitting that at the same time. Like I wouldn't be surprised if no one's been down there for probably 10, 15, even 20 years. Like the slog that it was to get down there, like the average person's not going to go through all that just to go for a little fish. So I thought that's how good's this? Like I found my own little, like a little oasis. I've got a little sneaky spot. I can go and catch fish and have a bit of fun and, I got probably 10 minutes down the river and off to me right, I heard a heard a bit of a bang and I went, oh, that's a bit odd. And then I heard, I could hear running. And as I could hear the running, oh, you just hear something. As it was running, it was just smashing trees out of the way. I don't know if they were breaking or they were just hitting them. Like where it was, like you couldn't sort of see what the bush was like because it's so thick. Like it could have been little branches that were snapping 
or just pushing big trees out of the way, but you could hear it smashing down the bush and it sort of just stopped out of sight. And I couldn't see it. And as this is happening, I've hooked onto another fish I was lining in. As I was getting out of the kayak, whatever this creature was, it just started roaring. And it was that loud, like I'd never heard anything like it in my life. Like once I got out, I sort of looked up some different sounds in the bush and even overseas and stuff, and I couldn't find anything that sounded like it. And it would roar. And every time it sort of it'd roar and then it'd take a breath in, but then the breath in it was taking it was actually louder than the roar it was doing. So it was weird. It was like its lung capacity was that big that the noise it was making just from inhaling all the air, I thought, this thing's massive. And it just kept roaring and roaring, and I'm just trying not to freak out and take the hooks out of the fish. And as I chucked the fish in the water, this creature's it just went to another level, and it went 10 times louder, and it went crazy. So... I don't know if it was interested in the fish or maybe it didn't know what I was doing and it sort of, I might have freaked it out by throwing the fish back in the water and it just went crazy. And so I just sort of turned around and started paddling back towards where I got out and sort of started sort of freaking out a little bit. And I, um, I could hear in my head something was telling me, go now or you'll die. And I spoke to a few people. I spoke to a tiller and that about it and like, I said that even to this day, like, it wasn't my own voice. It wasn't my consciousness. It was like it was something else. And it sort of freaked me out a bit. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. So I just kept going. And after talking to Attila and that, and I've got Aboriginal heritage and that, and he said maybe it had something to do with that. Like, the ancestors might have been telling you to get going or it could have actually been this creature that was actually telling you to get out or it was going to get you. And, yeah, so I paddled back. Then I had another, like, the 10-minute paddle and then the half an hour back to the car. I thought that, that 10 minutes was probably the longest I've, in my whole life. I thought I was going to be killed. I had no weapon, didn't even have a fishing knife on me. I had no phone service, nothing. And I thought, I'm gone here. So I just thought about me missus and the kids at home. They wouldn't even know because I was going to a different spot. I changed my mind and went to this spot. And I was like, if something happens, they're not going to find me. They won't even know where to look. And that was, yeah, that was terrifying. I've never, probably never been so scared in my life. That's a, that's a really, really scary position to, to be in. And when your mind goes to, you know, the, the fact that no one actually knows where you are, that just takes it up yeah. another level. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think about the music and all that sort of stuff till I got back to the car. And as soon as I finally got back to the car, I, just dragged all my stuff up the hill. I've probably done it in 15 minutes instead of the half an hour. Like my adrenaline was just through the roof. And the first thing I did, I jumped in the car, set it all up and I, I couldn't even move. I couldn't drive or anything. I just sat there. And the first thing I did was I got on the IUIR and sent Yowie down a message and said, look, I've just had something run at me in the bush and roaring at me. What do you think it is? Anyway, yeah, when I got home, I had a look on my GoPro and it actually had it playing when this had happened and I've recorded the roars, but you can't really hear it as well. And sort of, if I get someone that can do a bit with audio and that they might be able to enhance it a bit more. And it was a bit hard. I, I sort of enhanced it a bit. And I sent, when you send a file to someone, it loses quality. So you can't hear it as well. But yeah, I've never heard anything like it in my life. It's such a, such an interesting encounter because one of the things that you said there that really stands out for me is the fact that the the creature that you 
you encountered, the way it was roaring and breathing in, that the the breathing in was louder than the roar. And that's that's really unique. Yeah. And when I first he- heard it, like the first thing I thought was a lion. And then when I heard like the inhale, it was like when you hear a grizzly bear roar. Like it was weird. I was like, it sounds like two different things, but it wasn't like it. And then I realized and I heard it and heard it and heard it. And I went, that's its roar. And then that's the inhale. And yeah, and that's the only thing that come to me head. And then when I got back and I listened to a lion and a grizzly bear and it didn't sound anything like this creature. And it freaked me out. Since then, I've heard something. It was on another podcast. I heard someone recorded a sound and I actually heard it when I was driving and I had to pull up because it actually made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It freaked me out. Like I was like, that sounds like it. But this was in Iowa, like <laughs> not Sydney. Like it's a long distance. Like couldn't sort of be the same creature and that sort of that freaked me out. I sort of had to sit there a little bit after hearing that and I thought, wow, this is, yeah, it's something. It's not a, it's not a koala or a kangaroo, and I've misidentified it. Like this is, this is a creature that's not supposed to be in our bush. Did it ever occur to you that there was p- potentially two creatures there? Nah, not really. Just the way it moved through the bush, like in the roars, like it basically as soon as it stopped moving, it started to roar, and I could feel it in my chest. Like, I yeah, I don't reckon there could have possibly been more than one around maybe like you hear a lot of stories and someone might see a bigfoot and they see it to the left and then someone else looks over to the right and they'll see another two and it's like the one on the left trying to get your attention so you don't see the other ones over to the right like trying to confuse you a bit and that's what i thought maybe it's something to do with that maybe this thing's come down because there might have been more around the corner i was about to actually see and it was sort of trying to distract me and it was the same with the photo like when i put the photo there I thought maybe that's the same thing. Maybe this thing showed itself, so then I didn't see what else was around. It's a situation that really makes you wonder what is out there because how far away was this from from your dog, your potential dogman encounter? Uh, like I was saying before, probably uh, probably a five, ten-minute drive, but you're going a long way out of the way. Like if you were to just cut a – like as the crow flies, it's probably only about four or five kilometres. If you go by river, it's probably about 12 kilometres. Like, that sounds like a long way, but as a crow flies through bush, like, how big this thing was and the way it was moving towards me in the bush, like, that four kilometres, that's not going to take a long time for a creature like this to travel, like. Like, that's like us just going out to get the mail, like, yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people you know, potentially overlook when it comes to, to Yowies is that, you know, these creatures are gigantic and you think about how far, how much you can, I guess how far you could travel in a day on foot. And, you know, I, I hear things where, you know, these things could travel eight, ten times as far as a human in a single day. So you just think of how quick these creatures move around. Yeah, exactly. Like, like with my job, I do construction and, when I'm on the ground, not in the machines and that, like on an average day without even trying, like I could do, say, 30,000 steps, which works out to be about 20 Ks and you're not even tired and you're not trying. That could be walking from the shed to a different part of the job site without even trying. If you had purpose and had to get somewhere, even a person, they could walk 
that many. Like you walk double that if you had to in a day easily, let alone run. And a creature like this and the way it was roaring at me, like it's obviously got a long, a big, like a large lung capacity and stuff. Like imagine how fast they could move or jump and stuff like that. Like it's a bit worrying. Like the where it is, like it's probably oh, it's a stone throw from hundreds of thousands of houses. Like, it's on the outskirts of Sydney and stuff. This isn't two or three hours into the bush. Like, this is at our doorstep. It's kind of scary to think of how close this is happening to modern civilization these days. Yeah, it's just like the last two or three years. Like, so this happened, like, last Boxing Day. And the year before that, I had what I reckon was a Yowie charge me, like a bluff charge at another river system. Like, this was closer to my house. This was probably only 5, 10 k's from my house. And this other place is probably about oh, probably half an hour drive. But, yeah, I had an encounter with a Yowie, and it was in December as well. And at the start of, the, at the start of December, I had some weird stuff happen in the morning fishing, and then this thing happened. It was within nearly a week. So I don't know if these creatures getting into summertime and that they get a bit more active or when this thing happened two years ago it was when the big bushfires were going like we're in the middle of the biggest bushfires we've had in that long in new south wales and it's probably the closest fire got to where this thing was was probably five kilometers so whether this thing's come out of the bushland that was on fire and moved there or it's been there the whole time like i have no idea and same as this other creature i've got the photos of who knows if it's been there all along or it's turned up or you have that many boats and stuff like that over the years. Uh, every day coming into Sydney, like someone like that could jump on a boat from anywhere. Like, and I've heard stories of dogmen getting in on the boats and shipping containers and stuff like that. Like, it's the scariest part. I've I haven't found any anywhere in Australia with Aboriginal law or anything about a dogman or even I I hasn't haven't actually heard a dogman encounter in Australia. And that's what the scariest part was. I've never even heard it. I'd, I'd heard about it and thought it was a joke. And actually, I've had encounters with it now. And it's terrifying. The people don't, especially like the people that don't have any idea about this or think it's all a load, a load of crap and stuff. Like, who's, like this area, like anyone could go down there swimming or fishing or that and just go missing. And everyone put it out. They must have drowned. Like, no one's going to think, oh, it's a big big dog-like humanoid or however you explain a dog man like no one's even going to think of that they're not going to think to look in the bush or look for tracks they're going to be searching the river for two or three days dredging it or dragging it and that looking for a body and people will go missing you won't ever see him again it's it's really interesting because dog man encounters they happen in australia but they are so incredibly rare because uh, I've had maybe one other person come on the show to to share a dogman encounter, and that was really more of a, a spiritual encounter. So it may not even have been a, a genuine flesh and blood type of creature. But I think I think these kind of encounters happen, but not a lot of people talk about it because I mean you just have to look at the the fear and the ridicule that uh, Yowie, I guess, encounterees have. Because it's it's something that is just so far out of left field. To to see a Yowie is one thing, but to say, look, 
I went and saw, and let's just put this in a real simple term that, you know, the general public would understand. I went and saw, I saw a werewolf. Like, how, yeah, how do you exactly. go out there and talk about that? Yeah, exactly. And my, like I said, like, I was just lucky that I knew Yowie Dan beforehand. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell my friends about this without talking to someone that's had encounters with other stuff. And I was lucky I've had a few things happen over the years with Yowies and I've seen lights in the sky that weren't anything that <laughs> we have like and I've had that sort of stuff over the years and I've sort of spoke to a few people but yeah come back like if I didn't have Yowie Dan this would be the sort of thing you wouldn't tell anyone about for that reason. Do you tell any other people about this? I've told a few family members and a couple of my friends and they all sort of have a laugh and stuff but the funniest thing I hear, like a couple of my friends and that I've shown them and they laugh and they go, oh, yeah, that's, they don't, they're not real. They don't, I don't believe in them. But hey, guess what? I seen a UFO one day. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe that, but I've seen a ghost. And I'm like, so you believe in a ghost or a UFO, but you can't look at this photo and see it and actually acknowledge that it's, it's a real living being creature or whatever you want to call it in the photo but you've seen a ghost or you've seen a light in the sky that you couldn't explain like people the way people think these days like it's so hard to explain to people that there's more out there than what they know or they've seen absolutely and you know i think that really comes down to a couple of things i think some people are scared to to admit that these things could be real um or that they just aren't ready to except that it's it's or it could just be the fact that you know they just genuinely have no interest and you know they just want to carry on their their everyday life just thinking that everything is just fake and everything is just normal yeah yeah that's exactly right one of my friends like i had an argument with him one day about i'm like look i wouldn't be putting myself out showing you these photos if it was a fake or i didn't know that it was actually something there worrying about what you think about me or that like i'm going out of my way basically telling you when you take your family and your kids out to the bush just keep an eye out because that's my the main reason i come forward was i'm worried that someone's going to go missing or get hurt and i'll have it in the back of my head oh, i should have told someone about that or you know what i mean like it could be the difference with someone being found or surviving then not saying anything someone goes missing that i've got that in my conscience for the rest of my life like so I'll sort of try and tell my family and my friends that I sort of know won't judge me too much, but it still happens. But, yeah, and once I said that, and they even said, like, look, because I like, I can't think about that, but I don't want to think about that when I go out in the bush. Like, I can't have that mindset that I've got something that could be out here with me. Yeah. And that's yeah. most of people, either that or it's the, what do they call it now, the um, cancel culture. Like, that's the other thing, like, oh, no, it doesn't belong, that doesn't exist, we don't go, don't want to talk about that, or that's wrong, or blah, 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 like, the way human the people are these days, like, it's either you, they've seen it in person, or it's, it's not real, like, it's so hard to get through to people that there is stuff out there, and, yeah, like, oh, it, it frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I uh, I absolutely understand the pain and it's something that, you know, doing this podcast, I've learned that if people don't want to believe, they're not going to believe. And 
you know, the the best thing you can do is probably just not worry about the non-believers because at the end of the day, you know, if if it all comes out and everyone goes, yeah, I, I absolutely believe you, it doesn't change the encounter that you had. Because, yeah, exactly. you know, you will get people who will say, nah, it was absolute bullshit. What you encountered, you you are you were making it up. It's all, it's all pretend you were, you were drunk, you were high, whatever. But you know, they weren't there. They, they didn't, they didn't feel the fear. They didn't feel the, the terror. They, they didn't feel that urgency that you had to, to get out of those locations each and every time. So personally, you know, they have absolutely no right to, to say your encounter was fake, but you know, that's just the world. That's the world at the moment. Yeah, that's it. As like I've said to a lot of people, like I've showed, like I said about the dog bed or the big foot, that's just an eye in the bush. I said, look at that and then look what I got. If that's not enough for people to open their eyes and go, wow, there's something out there, I don't think anything will, but like, yeah, it's just, that's the main thing. That's the main reason I told and told people about it and that it's just, yeah, my conscious. I don't want people not knowing about this stuff and, going out everyone loves going in the bush everyone loves going camping even more so now lockdowns you can't go overseas and that there's more and more people going in the bush and not knowing what's actually around them yeah yeah and i think that's uh an absolute justice that you're doing there because like i said not a lot of people come forward with dog man encounters so you know i i super appreciate the fact that you've decided to come on my show to to share yours and I guess in saying that there, John, I, I have an absolutely loaded question for you. Um, yeah. But what do you, what do you think the dog man is? I I don't know. Hey, that's like I said before this happened. I thought it was made up. But I, it's just no like werewolves and stuff like that. Like I used to laugh about. Oh yeah, whatever. Maybe it's a big foot with a snout and that. When you look at my photo and like my, I've shown my missus, I've shown my aunties and all that, and I've had a few people say different things like. Mrs. that person when she said it, she said it looks like a monkey sort of thing. And then Arnie say it looked like a um a pig or something like that. And when I look at it I think of like a big German shepherd head or even like a, a wolf. Like and there's only been a few photos in the world, like the underworld movies, they're werewolves. That's the sort of th- that's how I sort of compare it to something like that. Like I don't know what it is and the, the vibes I got from it being stalked and the intimidation and that, I don't think it's friendly. Like, a lot of people say, oh, they're fine, they won't hurt you, know that. But all the indications I got from this, it was bad and shouldn't be around it. Like, if people haven't gone missing from it already, it's only a matter of time till they will. And that's scary. Like, yeah, so I, I can't even answer that. It's hard. I don't, I, I don't know. What do you think they are? Have you about them or every time i think i have the an idea about it 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 gets changed because i hear so many different things about them but the 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 one thing i I definitely agree with you is that i don't think they're good i don't think they're good because every time i've heard something about a, a dog man it always seems to be doing something maleficent you know, doing yeah. something to to stir trouble, to to make people scared, and yeah. you know, a lot of people would say, you know, that's that's potentially a demonic creature 
or something like that. And they may be right, you know, like I, I'm absolutely no expert when it comes to this, but you know, that's, that's a good as guess as anything else that's out there, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I never thought about that sort of stuff before. That, if anyone knows the tiller, all these documentaries and stuff he's done over the years, he's been involved with Yowie's dogman, paranormal, UFOs, all that stuff. And like the stuff that he's told me and that, and a lot of you watch a lot of his shows and that, like there's a lot more out there than you think. So it could be anything. Like, even people say like it's something to do. It could be extraterrestrial or something like that. Like there's no answer to it. Like, and I don't think it's the sort of thing you're just going to go in the bush and grab and take home so you can check it out and have a look. Like it's going to get you if you get too close. I reckon. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 